John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John? Yeah? It's the High Gain Podcast. PM edition. Oh my God, it's late night. We're not used to this. <laughs> it's dark out. It's seven and there are wolves outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are we recording from, John? We are still in the basement. The basement in beautiful West Seattle. Yes. Yeah. It's a little rainy out, a little shitty. Who cares? I don't know. What are we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about guitars and videos. Oh, okay. This might be the first time we've done that. Maybe. Maybe. We're talking about a band. Yeah. That's new to us. Okay. And I think our viewers are going to really dig it. Yeah. Chlorine. Chlorine. Do you know Chlorine? I do. And Jared Russell. He's the guy that writes all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, are you there? I'm right here. How's it going, guys? Jared Russell. How did we do on that intro? Was it flawless? Perfect. I was enthralled instantly. I want to hear more. (laughs) Okay, great. I'm going to be asking that question a lot as we go along because I need like constant affirmation. (laughs) I will lie to you the whole time. (laughs) Nice. Perfect. It was flawlessly awkward, Ed. (laughs) That's fantastic. Where are you talking to us from, Jared? I am in my basement in Portland, Oregon, and it is dark and rainy as hell here too. Well, you know, we have that swirling vortex of pain over us. It's so true. There's a vortex and a thermal river or something. Yeah, California's getting belted. Yeah. Um, I've been going to the gym recently because Mm -hmm. I'm getting old and I need to start doing gym stuff. And you have a new single out, Thanks for Nothing. Mm-hmm. And one thing you don't want to do when you're doing old guy working out stuff is look at your phone, right? Well, for sure. You need to just focus up. Yeah. So I threw Thanks for Nothing on and just hit repeat. I listened to this song for an hour and 26 minutes yesterday. <laughs> oh. 
we've only put out one song so far, so you're just going in a loop. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> PR'd every bench I hit, you know, bench pressing 40 pounds or whatever, but yeah. you know, PR's for me. What do you think of that? I think that's great. I'm sorry for your loss of having to hear the song 200 times, but if I ever need somebody to fill in, you probably know the song better than me at this point. I know the song pretty well, yeah. This is the lead single off an upcoming album, right? It's a four-track EP. I flew out to Massachusetts to record it with Alan Day from Four Years Strong, and I'm just kind of releasing one song at a time. It's a little bit easier for people's attention spans nowadays. It does seem like that's how it's all going. Nobody really drops a full album anymore. I don't think people really listen to full albums anymore, which is strange because I absolutely do. I enjoy listening to albums in full pretty much every time I listen to music. I was firmly anti-vinyl for a while. You know, when streaming became a thing and the convenience of it, I just ripped all my shit down and threw it on hard drives, and then I just had all my music. And I found that my attention span just split off. And I would do that thing where I would just skip songs and stuff. And in the last couple of years, I have gone back to vinyl because I just want the focus of I'm going to put this thing on and I'm going to listen to side A. 100%. And then I'm going to flip the record over. Yeah. It's a more thoughtful way to consume media. I've heard it's actually good for you mentally. Just listening to the physical vinyl itself releases some chemicals in your brain. That could be total bullshit, but that's just what I read in a book at a therapist's office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that caught our eyes is that uh, you describe the genre that you're working in as grunge revival. Kind of a bold claim, but um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just not hearing like what I want to hear. And, and literally chlorine started as I sat down and just decided I was going to write the music I wanted to hear, which was blending two of my favorite genres together. And, you know, there's definitely a few notable bands that are, um, you know, giving their try at playing grunge right now, but I'm just not the way I wanted to hear it. So here we are. Yeah. The, you toured with water parks. Is that right? I did, yeah, about three years ago. That was a UK tour. Okay. And there is that connection between water parks and chlorine itself, right? I, <laughs> I was looking up water parks and chlorine, thinking like, oh, I'll find the tour. And no, you find a lot of articles about water parks and chlorine together. Do that search and you'll just find horror stories about water park tragedies. <laughs> And the fact that there's a ton of fecal matter in water parks and people are getting E. coli. FYI. <laughs> Good to know.
Beverages. Beverages. <laughs> if you have heard any of our other episodes, you'll notice that the beverage songs are considerably more produced than that. That was beautiful. <laughs> what you just heard and what you will hear in the final product are probably a little different. Probably two different things. Yeah. Could you identify that? Oh, absolutely. It's Third Eye Blind. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. One of my absolute favorite bands. That was another thing that as I was kind of digging in, someone asked you the question of like, who are your influences? And, you know, I think all of us would say, oh, Soundgarden and Nirvana and Blink-182 and like lots of obvious ones. Sure. And then you threw out Third Eye Blind. And I was like, wow, what a weird call out. I'm glad you felt that way because I kind of almost felt like an asshole for saying that. But I mean, here's the thing about that band. People generally only know the three major hits, but there's just so much good to that band in the deep cuts and in between the major label albums. They're super experimental and just all over the board when it comes to alternative music. Never Let You Go, 1999, Ed. Love it. I don't think I, no, I know I have never owned one of their albums. I put them on and was just like, holy shit, these guys are like bangers only. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all just so good. They're a full production rock band. Yeah. What are you drinking, Jared? Today, I am drinking something very special. You guys hear that? Yeah, that sounds aluminum. I'm actually drinking a Polar Seltzer Ginger Lime Mule flavor. Wow. So it tastes kind of like a Moscow Mule. Yeah, yeah. I woke up with kind of a sore throat. Classic thing to say on a podcast. Great. This just seemed like a really great choice. And I'm, I'm not regretting it. Non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic Moscow Mule. Yeah. That would pair nicely with my Klaus Haller original non-alcoholic beer that I'm drinking. Wow. Which is crafted and bottled in Germany. Did you guys like, you know. I called. We were talking before this. Yeah. Is there any chance, Jared, that you're wearing a Deaf Heaven t-shirt? There's never going to be a chance that I am. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I guess you're not matching them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their new album is killer. Is it? I haven't listened to it. You might want to check it out. You know Deaf Heaven. Right. It does not sound like that. It is totally like shoegaze. They always kind of had those elements. I'm excited. It's really good. What do you got, John? I have an A&W root beer. An actual soda. Whoa. Yeah, sure. I've been doing a lot of the kind of cold-pressed juices and mm -hmm. prebiotic, which we still don't know the definition of. So I thought, you know what? You earned it. Sure. This has got no caffeine. You're more of an A&W guy than a Barks guy. Uh, I am tonight, I guess. Barks has bite. Barks has bite, which I think means it has oh. caffeine in it. Oh, maybe. It's less creamy than other root beers. You got a bit more, pssst, a little fizz. I'm not the biggest fan of using the adjective creamy. <laughs> maybe possibly in general, but especially around gear. Creamy tones in guitar music. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But I will say, here's one thing about Barks root beer. Yeah. They've had one of the best slogans. Their slogan is, it's good. <laughs> it's good since 1864, whatever the hell it is, which is just incredible. Today, the guitar we will be pairing with this interview yeah. is a early 60s 
supro rhythm tone. For Jared, for the viewers at home, it's very Art Deco-y looking. It is. It's black ah. and kind of, oh, here we go. It's black and kind of a cream pickguard with some like cool Art Deco style striping on it. I'm looking at it right now. It just has the neck pickup. You would think so, wouldn't you? Oh. This one doesn't. Does it have only a neck pickup, but then a pickup selector? Because this one does. Hmm. Yes, the rhythm tone. Yeah. Way back in the early days, before we knew anything about piezo pickups, the guys over at Supro were experimenting with putting pickups in the bridge. So there's an actual pickup, a coil of wire built into the bridge, and then there are pole pieces. Pole bangers. Pole bangers embedded into the bridge as well. I think they thought that was going to do something. Here's a normal neck pickup. I go down to that bridgey thing. Huh. A little soft. A little different. Can you go into the middle position? I think that is better. You get a little of that ringy thing out of the bridge, maybe? That could be. They tried to gussy it up with marketing. They called it the true Spanish rhythm unit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they used to call you, isn't it, John? Yeah, I think so. That was my nickname (laughs) in high school. Yeah. I did research on you guys before the show, too, and that's the first thing I found. (laughs) Yeah. They also called it the silver sound pickup. What was the first one? The what? The true Spanish rhythm unit. Fuck, that's sick. That's a band name. Yeah. Neck. The neck looks like a humbucker. It's not. It is a single coil dressed up kind of in a humbucker body. That's weird because the pole bangers on that are offset. If it's a single coil, the other side isn't way fatter, is it? No. The other side is empty. (laughs) Maybe they just thought it looked nicer. Yeah. Like a lot of these guitars, these old guys, they take the dirt pretty well. Yeah, it's pretty nice. What's the body? The body is what's called resoglass. What do you think of that, Jared? I don't think much about it at all. What does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah, it's like a chambered wood core that has a coating on it, essentially. It's like fiberglass. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks really unique. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this guitar. Yeah. The headstock is really crazy looking, too. It's got lots of detail in the back, like harmony guitar style. It's got a pick guard on the body, and then there's a raised second pick guard that sits up over the other one. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of the old harmonies as well. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Is the orange guitar you've got a Mustang, like one of the newer Mustang variants, or what is that? It's one of the mashups they did. It's the Duosonic. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's great because, you know, it's fairly cheap. I can kind of bang it around a little bit. What are you putting it through? Right now, I have a pretty weird setup. I'm actually using one of these head rush interfaces. The Akai head rushes? Yeah. It's fun. It's like really great for practice and stuff. I'm running that through just a little power amp and then into an orange 2x12. And really, for right now, that's all I need. Yeah. 
I did the huge setup for so long, the four by 12 and the Marshall JCM 800. And it's just, I've got back problems now. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, for sure. And especially during COVID people ended up inside quarantined and they're thinking, what am I doing with this stack in my living room? Yeah, exactly. I had a Vox AC30. Love those. And it's like now the thing I play through is a little Benson and that thing goes down to a quarter watt. <laughs> and so it's just like I've been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking my amps. Dude, that's how it goes. Yeah, the sweet spot is a quarter watt. <laughs> What's on your board? Okay, so they did a reissue, Big Muff, a couple of years ago. The Smashing Pumpkins pedal. The op amp? Yeah, and it's awesome. I've got that. I've got uh, MXR, Stereo Chorus. There's a bunch of built-in stuff on the head rush. Uh, I've got this analog echo brain pedal that's really fun to mess around with. That's about it. I keep it pretty simple, honestly. Is that close to your live rig? Right now, that is my live rig, for sure. That is it. Okay. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's great. And then I also just picked up a uh, 2002 Fender Toronado. Oh, yeah. Those are great. One of the yellow, bigger body ones, if you guys are familiar. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I just got it off reverb. I'm doing a lot of TLC to it. It's got some issues, but it feels great and it's a rad guitar. So I'm excited to get that up and going and have that used on stage as well. Does it look cool? If it looks cool, everything else can be fixed. Yeah, (laughs) right. Buy shit that looks cool. The other guitar I've got right here in my studio is a Gibson Explorer one of the 120th anniversaries uh, that they put out. Yep. And I just had my guy rip out all the volume knobs except for one. And it's just oh. like a punk rock explorer now. One volume knob and two burst buckers, and it sounds nuts. That's so great. The Explorer is the only Gibson you need. Dude, I love them. Yeah. I had a Melody Maker a few years back with my old band. Mm-hmm. It was like white with black faceplate, and I loved it, but it fell on stage Ooh, in the neck broke. Oh, that's a bummer. Unrepairable. That's a bummer. I held on to it broken for like six years just because that's what you do with gear you love. Yeah. And then eventually I finally let it go. Oh, yeah. Damn shame. Last week, we had Hutch Harris from The Thermals on, and we spent a lot of time talking about his dog. And I saw in an interview, someone asked you what your perfect day off is like. And you said, spending the day with Diego. Your Instagram has a bunch of dog pictures. And (laughs) I kind of low-key want to turn this podcast into just musicians talking about their dogs. That's actually brilliant. I love that. So can we do that? Can we spend a couple minutes talking about how awesome Diego is? Please. Where did Diego come from? Diego is my dumpster baby. Yeah, so about five years ago, I had a friend. I lived in Colorado at the time, and I had a friend reach out to me because I had mentioned something about really wanting a dog, and she said, my parents in Stockton, California, just found a whole litter of pit bull puppies left in a dumpster. So they rescued them out of the dumpster. My friend actually drove out and got them. Dude, they were like five, six weeks old. Oh, my God. Just helpless. And she brought him back and I nursed him and I basically just spoiled him and babied him. You know, that's what you do. And yeah, he's been with me ever since. He is a beauty. He flies with me. We moved across the country together in an old Cadillac, just him and I, in a snowstorm. We've been through it. He's my dude. Another thing that I find really charming about the dog thing is during COVID, 
so many people are posting pictures of their pets and it just feels like so much therapy comes from having these animals around. I think you're right. Oh yeah, absolutely. They call them COVID dogs because people huh. have gone out during COVID and got dogs for therapy and company and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of ups and downs to that, but hopefully more good than bad. Do you guys have dogs as well? I have a wiener dog, waffle syrup butter. He is 15 years old and has no teeth. He's blind and deaf. Amazing. Yeah. His name is Waffle Syrup Butter. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. And we have Pepper, and she's a pug. Adorable. Amazing. (laughs) What a duo. I can never go back to work. There is no way my wife and I could leave the dogs for eight hours a day again. It's impossible. (laughs) Right. As far as they're concerned, we are home people. I don't have dogs. I have cats. But they now follow us all around the house, and it's just the natural state of affairs for them. Oh, you're home all day doing this thing. Yep. Yeah, let's hang out. So, this is episode two of Dog Talk. Oh, that's (laughs) right. The high gain for dogs. I love it. You know what I'm wondering? What? Should we talk about some music? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. You give it a shot. We talked about Jared's single. Right. As a precursor to the upcoming EP. Thanks for nothing. Yes. Would you, Ed, like to hear it? Oh, my God. I could sing it for you. I'm sure you could. Yeah. But will it be the same if you're not, like, on a treadmill or something? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) You're going to start sweating, for sure. Hit it. This is Chlorine. Thanks for nothing. Nothing except the pain in the suffering 
That is very good. Yep. So imagine that. Over and over again? Over and over on a treadmill. PR and all day. I imagine you wrecking yourself over that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is great. So you mentioned it's you and OB on drums, but the rest of the crew would be assembled once you go live again? It's an interesting situation. Basically, Obi and I help push the idea for this band and get things going to begin with. I've got two really great people also playing in the band that practice with us and will be playing shows with us. I got my buddy Jesse Valdez on guitar and my buddy Alika Pena, who's playing bass. We're a full band for sure. So you recorded pretty much everything on your own at the studio, right? COVID had a lot to do with it. I just flew out to Massachusetts. Everything was pre-produced. Alan and I did that the previous eight to nine months over Zoom. Oh. Yeah. And then the drummer, Jake Masuko from Four Years Strong, played drums on it, which was totally just like a last minute decision that happened to work out. Here's dumb guy question. What does that mean? Pre-produced over Zoom? You just worked everything out or? Yeah, basically... We worked through structures of the songs. Yeah. You know, came up with new tones, new lead ideas. Got it. He was fairly hands off when it came to the sound of the songs. They're fairly similar to the demos, but, you know, he helped me make these songs really the best they could be. Got it. Was the whole EP done out there? Yeah, yeah. All four songs. We did them in five days. And so you recorded the bass then, I guess? Yeah. I did all the leads, all the rhythms, all the bass. Literally, the only thing I didn't do was the drums. Maybe a couple leads Alan jumped on for fun. Are you going to be touring anytime soon or? That's the hope. I actually just confirmed our first two shows, which we're going to be playing in Portland. The first one's going to be December 3rd at Holocene for Emo Night. Oh. And then December 18th, we're playing at a new venue in Southeast Portland called Manicolta. And that's going to be like a holiday show. A bunch of our friends' bands are playing. Really just kind of shake the cobwebs off because none of us have played a show in a while. Right. 18 months or something? Yeah, something like that. It's so crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine what that must be like. You get used to this kind of internal life of like, okay, I'm in my house writing this stuff, tracking it all myself. Oh, I have to think about going outside now? I have to get back on stage and do it in front of people now? Yeah. I'm 20 pounds heavier and... <laughs> tired <laughs> back problems but the pre-producing route at least the zoom part of it feels like a very covid thing to do that recording process actually seems to me like i don't know about ideal or whatever but when you get into the studio you're just you're ready to track yeah i think i'm gonna try to push doing that that way every single time yeah i think it has to be with the right person alan was pretty willing to just be like yeah, for sure. Let's schedule something. Let's just do it and knock it out and let's see where we can get. Yeah. And he opened up his Pro Tools session and I can see it remotely from my computer and we can hear all the changes we're both making on each other's ends. It was a really cool way and a really hands-on way of going about it. In contrast, some of the other people we've talked to have opted for the more DIY route. Right. How do I do this in my bedroom? How do I build a vocal booth? The funny thing is I'm doing that as well. Literally, I've got this room in my basement. Sure. But I'm really just doing that for demos and like trying to be able to have the best quality demos I can. But I think recording with somebody that you look up to musically and getting that outside ear, like, yeah, you can't do that in your basement. 
I don't know if you are into people saying, I kind of hear dot, 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 other band influence thing. But the weird band that jumped out at me is actually Helmet, which is oh, like... really? Wow, yeah. The more chunky stuff? In the heaviest sections of the song, I got like Helmet vibes. Wow. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. To that end, what ideas are percolating in your head as you move forward with the project? That's a good question. I'm definitely going to keep going down this road and just see how far I can push it. You know, I've been doing punk rock and pop punk for a long time. Adding grunge and a lot of dissonant and heavier elements to it is newer for me and it's exciting and it's fun. So I'm going to see how far I can push that envelope and really just see how people respond. God damn, like I welcome it. For sure. I actually like Billie Eilish. I like a lot of popular music right now, but every few years someone come in and just fucking kick the door in a little bit. I think it's healthy. I think we did a great job. I kind of think we nailed it today. Do you? What do you think, Jared? I feel good about it. Yeah? We talked about music. We talked about dogs. Yeah, exactly. We covered some ground. Yeah. I did notice that at one point you said, oh, that's a really good question to something John asked. And (laughs) Uh you never actually said that about any of my... That's a really good observation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You picked up on that, did you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where do people go to find out more about Jared Russell and Chlorine? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Instagram, on TikTok. Our handle is thisischlorine. It's a little bit convoluted nowadays and a little oversaturated, so that's the easiest way to find it. You can watch our new music video on YouTube, and you can find links to all that in our Instagram bio. That's really the best way to go about it. Cool. Nice. Where can people find stuff about us, John? Not on TikTok. We're not good dancers. No. But everything else. Everything else. uh, If you want to go to thehighgain.com. Sure. Or thehighgain on Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. If I could put us on like the QFC shop at home site, I would because that would be funny. But then I come over here and you're totally just sitting on your phone surfing Pinterest all day. So (laughs) I, I don't know. Anyway, that gives our viewers a lot to look at. Yep. lot to listen to. Yep. Jared, we have to thank you so much for showing up and talking to us. Oh, totally. Thank you for having me. That was a blast. Cool. I think we should do this again next week. We'll find another person with a dog. Oh, good idea. All right. All right. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, y'all. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>